Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Happy December. Hello, Megan, at the end of 2022. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? Not really. But. Not really. It's, <laughs> it's all happening so quickly, but I have to say I do feel the holiday spirit and um, looking forward to a festive holiday with friends and family. Um, what about you? Yes, that too. All, all, all of the above, all of the above. All right, so let's get into it. Let's let's look at the astrology for December. And I have to say, as Stephanie and I were going through and reviewing, you know, what's happening this month, we both were like, huh, there's a lot of squares happening this month. And we'll explain a little bit more about what that means. But we have decided to call this uh, actually a theme for this month. It's the month of squares. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the square energy because we've got Jupiter squares and Neptune squares and other planetary squares. And what squares do is they bring an energy of tension into the air. And these squares are pretty much kind of throughout the whole month. We're not going to look at each of them in detail, but Stephanie, why don't we just, you start by kind of giving us the 411, give us a little square tutorial. Okay, 411 on the square dance. Here we go. So when planets are in square, it means that they're 90 degrees or three signs away from each other. And while they do share a modality, like they may be both cardinal signs or fixed signs or immutable signs, there's a tension because they're elements, they're out of step. Like you will have a planet, say, in fire and air or air and it's paired with earth and water. And that's not really the easy flow. So there's a bit of tension when it comes to squares. So it's, again, they feel a little bit out of step. They sometimes seem on the surface that they're working at cross purposes, if you will. So there's this tension and yet it's not for us just to stay in the tension, right? It's to <laughs> see that tension and try to work it out and work it through, right? Yeah. To work through conflicts that may appear on the surface. So they can be stressful, right? Because it's not a flow. It's not a trine or a sextile where there's this harmony. But yet in that work, we have growth. Yes. We have potential created. Yeah, I love the, you know, this is one of those things where we talk about the opportunity for growth, right? <laughs> and, you know, I love that you're saying squares aren't bad. You know, this is not a bad thing that's happening, but by recognizing that energy in the air, then we can kind of learn to work with it. Because definitely it's easy to be reactionary when there's a lot of squares going on. It's easy to kind of get into that 
drama. So let's talk maybe a little bit more specifically about how to kind of navigate this. Now, the thing about squares is they, you know, squares are action and they activate. So let's talk a little bit, like there's probably going to be conflicts coming up. Like, so how can we kind of work through these? Like you're saying, like, look at this as a real opportunity for growth and maybe, you know, look at solutions. I mean, this might be a time where instead of just like going in for the fight or going in for what's wrong is like, be open to like, how can I solution this? How can I get creative about it? Yeah. I think it's so, I'm so happy we're talking about this (laughs) as this overview theme, because again, it doesn't feel like there's Um, it's not a month where it seems like there's a flow on the surface, right? There's not an ease. There's not a like, don't have to think about it. There's a, I must pay attention. And the fact that we're talking about that and talking about that paying attention to see when things feel tense, not just to be like, okay, oh my God, everything's tense. Okay, let's, uh, and to have that stop you, but that to look for, okay, why does this feel tense? What feels like it's, you know, two things that feel conflicting or edgy? And how can I find a solution that I can braid together those two sort of maybe disparate uh, calls, right? Or disparate pulls so that they can work together in a beautiful unison. You know, and almost thinking about like, Squares in some ways, like thinking about the friction of a square, but what happens when you have friction, when you have two, you know, sticks rubbing against each other, you have fire, you have creative power. Yeah. I mean, fire, it sounds very dynamic. And, and so there is a dynamic energy here Definitely. and that's what we're saying. It's so it's, it's not necessarily like you're saying like this quiet month, you know, but something to kind of dig into. I also think it's really good as you're talking about this, like as two elements, this is, you know, not just one against the other, but there's two elements and how can these elements, they may not seem like they're playing well together. The planets are not necessarily in harmony, but there's something there. There's something there from that combustion or even that synergy of those planets coming together that could be really creative. There could be insight. There could be breakthroughs even if we're really learning to work with the energy. And, you know, one of the the words that I wrote down when we were talking about this earlier is you were talking about this could be a time of turning points. You know, this could be where kind of, uh, you know, what hits the fan, but to be able to look at maybe this is a time where I do need to be decisive and maybe this is a time where I do need to make some shifts. Yeah. You know, and thinking about the square, I mean, to like reinforce that point, if we think about this in the lunar cycle, right, when do we have the sun and the moon in square? We have that at the first quarter. And we have that at the third quarter. And we think about the flow of the lunar cycle, that first quarter moon, you know, can feel like a time of crisis because we like, we have to like get out on the mat, right? We have, there's this pull between the past and the future, you know, and we have to say, you know, do, will I have the compunction and the courage to leave back past habits or ways that have held me back and break through that. It's not comfortable, but to break through that and have that courage to move forward, right? 
Yeah. There's, you know, and there's crisis. But if we think about the crisis, there's there's opportunity in crisis, right? Yeah. Because of it's that breakthrough of growth. And similarly, at the third quarter moon, where again we have this like crisis in consciousness, right? We have this notion of like, where have I been? What have I done? And you know, sort of a taking stock of. But I think too, right? That sense of if we feel this friction right? As opposed to just letting the friction sort of take us away. Okay, being really conscious of what is it that is calling for our attention. And I love what you said before too, like bringing that points back about the elements. Because I think for the most part, the squares of December happen with planets in fire, all the planets in Sag, and planets in water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How yeah. Can, so I would ask you, like, what are your thoughts about how water and fire can actually play well together? Uh, uh, um, stump the star <laughs> here. But you know, I love that you're bringing in these elements and, you know, it actually kind of reminds me, and I, this is not the tarot card for the month, but it does remind me of a tarot card and it's the temperance card. And the temperance card um, is very much where well, you oftentimes see an angel and she's pouring um, two chalices together and one chalice is fire and one chalice is water. And the idea is fire and water don't go together but it's the card of alchemy. So when you combine fire and water together, instead of, you know, the water putting out the fire, if we allow them the synergy of coming together, the alchemy, turning lead into gold, so to speak, then it becomes this whole new ingredient. It's not fire or water. It's a bit alchemical. <laughs> and it becomes something completely different. And the temperance card is very much about the balance of opposites equals transformation. So it's so funny because, you know, I, I'm a visual tarot person. If you're talking, I'm like, that's the temperance card. <laughs> So, but that's amazing, right? That is maybe like such an amazing ally to move through this month is thinking about the temperance card and the sort of alchemical solution. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to turn some lead into gold, right? Yes. And you do that by just working with it. Well, I have to say, I enjoyed that tutorial on the squares <laughs> very, very much. We could talk about squares forever, but let's move on because we do have some other things happening this month. Another big story this month is we do have the planet Neptune going direct in Pisces. So that is happening at the beginning of the month on December 3rd. Now, as we always say, when a planet stations, that energy tends to be more intense, more potent. And here we have, oh, magical Neptune and magical Pisces. And I'm thinking around a few days around before and after, that might be a time where we're feeling a little like, what's real? What's not real? Am I here? Am I not? It could be kind of a cloud period right then. Yeah, completely. Like, which is like the here and the now, right? The the last day or so of of November and those first days, that first week of December, right? Where things don't, things feel, may feel very diffuse or very ethereal, right? Things may feel very cloudy, but sometimes when you go into a haze, right? And you have to then adjust your eyes. There's certain things that you see that you would not have otherwise. So again, and in part of that too, as, and we speak about this a lot when Neptune's strong, you know, 
you have to rely upon other sight, more of that internal sight, your intuition, like really trusting your gut instincts and that other realm of perception. Yeah, no, I love that you're talking about that internal sight, you know, that, that just feels so Neptune and so Pisces. And so it may, you know, you may, it may be a time where you don't feel like everything is clear, you know, where you, the facts just don't line up. And so what's a, what a wonderful reminder that, you know, around that time to just, you know, to listen, <laughs> to, to go in and use that eternal eternal, internal, eternal site to like really give you a little bit more focus. So that's around uh, actually on December the 3rd, um, Neptune goes direct. Let's move forward because, and talk a little bit about the Gemini full moon. Now that is on December the 7th and it is joined by Mars in Gemini, which is also retrograde. So as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, Hmm, full moon, Gemini, Gemini, Mars, retrograde. Okay, Stephanie, what do you think? <laughs> I'm throwing that ball over to you. <laughs> and I will volley that back. Um, well, it's interesting because we were just talking about the like the haze and the cloudiness and the unclear. And then just days later, like we have this full moon, which is very fiery, right? That Mars, even though that Mars is in Gemini, it's like it's action, it's will, it's dynamism, it's activation, right? So there may be also some of the like burning away of the mist, if you will, for more clarity. And, you know, generally when we have the Gemini full moon, there's the sun in Sag, the moon in Gemini. It's oftentimes a time of, of, of learning, of gathering facts and figures and having conversations and scouring whatever your information sources are to not just like land with those like facts and figures and those iodas of data, but to weave them together to have a higher sense of meaning. Mm. You know, but we have that Mars there and that is interesting quote, you know, it's tricky. I mean, I think it's tricky until we know how to work with it. So maybe I think this is what we should speak to as well as like how to work with that Mars. Yeah. And we, we talked a little bit about the Mars retrograde. We've been talking about that. Mars is not the happiest <laughs> in retrograde because of course, Mars is the action planet and it likes to go forward and conquer new territory. That's why I, that's why I was like, what do you think, Stephanie? Because it, I do think it could be a little bit tricky. And I think that Gemini just in itself can be a little bit tricky. It is a sign of duality. Sometimes with Gemini, there's those mixed messages. Gemini, it's very changeable. It's very mercurial and so up down all around it i think tricky is kind of a, a a good word the other thing is i do feel like i love that you're bringing up the idea of like learning and you know all of that also it's going to really bring communication up i think and this could be a time where communication could be a little bit tricky right yeah. and so maybe to be a little bit more thoughtful around how you're communicating, you know, you know, remember words have power and to maybe think a little bit before you speak. Yeah, that's quite good. You know, and I was going to say, and another way to look at it and that I'll even just saying another way to look at it is like very Gemini, like yeah. Gemini is like, okay, we could think about it this way and for a different perspective and a different, you know, it likes to sort of collect the different vantage points, that multiplicity, but thinking about that Mars 
you know, Mars retrograde with that full moon, you know, mm. going, maybe taking the time to think back to pass the past retrograde of the ways that you may have done anger. Think about the past ways that you, things that you, that you desired, but, but more from an instinctive way. Like I used to desire this and this is how I would go about getting my desires met. Does that still work for me? Do I really <laughs> still do that? Did I ever really desire that? Was that the most efficient way, really? And I think that that may be, A, both a really good use of that energy, of that Martian energy, and that maybe that's then the illumination. That's mm. part of the illumination that gets brought. That, that's a bad sentence, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, with, with that Sagittarian light. Um, because I think... There is the potential, right? Like if we're not conscious in our action or, or you know, using our consciousness to think about our action, our willpower, et cetera, that, you know, it could be very blustery, right? Mm. There could be a lot of like um, flames of anger or frustration that get incited. You're really into the fire this month, Stephanie. I have to say we've got flames shooting. We've got fires starting with friction. And I just love your fire metaphors. This is great. So, yeah, I think I think that that's important because if not, yeah. like I think, you know, if we're not – and I think always in a retrograde, like go to the past, you know, yeah. Be very slow, be very reflective, and see what treasures you can find in the past. Yeah, and you know, always take the opportunity, regroup, realign, and reevaluate. I think that's really, really potent there. Okay, so we've got the full moon. What else is happening this month? Oh, of course, we have to talk about- There's more fire coming. <laughs> more fire coming, more fire. Jupiter goes into Aries, and that is actually on December the 20th. Now, Jupiter has dipped into Aries before this year, but it's going to be- This is permanently now in Aries for a while. It'll dip into Taurus, but it's, it's going into Aries, and- We've talked about this before. When when it stations and it goes direct, it's a very potent moment because it's at that zero degrees cardinal fire again point. So this is, and that's on the twentieth. So that's you know that Jupiter going into Aries could be a really a little bit potent, a little bit powerful, a little bit intense, and it's that Aries energy. And remember, Jupiter expands and heightens whatever it touches. So, dare we say fire? You want? <laughs> dare, dare we say? Dare we? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting too. Like, well, thinking back to this you know, earlier this year, Jupiter was in Aries from May tenth to October twenty eighth. Right. So it spent a good deal there. And then it dipped its toes back into the Sea of Pisces or the Pool of Pisces, you know, from October 28th until now, you know, December 20th. And so we know this energy. We've had about a six week or eight week sort of break from it. But we know that expanded warrior energy, mm. that fiery energy that this is what I want and this is how I want to get it energy. But to your point, um, it's back at that zero degree yeah. mark, that cardinal point, that cardinal axis. And zero Aries is the initiation of initiation. So yeah. it's the beginning of beginnings. You know, it is that, here goes the, the, the fire again. It's that flame. It's that kindling. And so, I mean, I can't help but think that, you know, something bursts forth on the world stage, right? Jupiter and Aries. 
you know, and thinking about Jupiter and Aries through May 16th of 2023, how can you personally use that, right, is again, and it's, it's interesting because it sort of has that tie in with that full moon, like, you know, how do I marshal my courage and my will for that which in, you know, inflames my heart, right, mm. that actually like, you know, sort of like lights up my spirit, mm. but it possibly could be, I don't want to use that word tricky again, because I feel like it's hacking <laughs> so much, but, you know, quite um, a lot of potent. Um, potent, a lot of fire in the world, if you will. People yeah, may yeah. feel fiery. Yeah. And I, I, I like the word initiation. I, I think I, that, I love that word. That, 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 that speaks to me because it's that zero degrees. It's that cardinal. It's the Aries. And so I kind of think of birth energy, yes, you know, so an good. opportunity to like, you know, here we were talking about with the Mars retrograde, going back and seeing what you want to change. And then here's this like very like, hey, there's an opportunity for a, a rebirth here. There's an opportunity to initiate doing things differently. And Jupiter's got that buoyant energy too that I think could really carry that initiation forward. So I'm going to really think on that day, um, and that's December the 20th, what maybe do I want to initiate? What what do I want to spark a little new life to and be intentional about it? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So Jupiter into Aries. Okay. What? Oh, of course, we need to talk <laughs> about we did the new moon. I mean, the full moon. Let's talk about the new moon in Capricorn. And of course, Capricorn new moon, speaking of Jupiter, it's also going to square Jupiter. And this is also the day where the planetoid or asteroid Chiron, <laughs> what do we call, what do we call Chiron these days? Yeah, nobody kind of knows. They call it like a you know, these to be called a comet, then it's an asteroid, then it's a planetoid. It's still, it's, but it's, it, it's you know, I think it it's very, yeah, but it's important. Points. I think, you know, I right. love working with Chiron. I think both of us really do. And Chiron's kind of the archetype of the wounded healer. So Chiron goes direct on the day of the Capricorn um, new moon. And of course, Chiron is going direct in Aries. Fire. <laughs> I think we found our theme. I think we did. Square fire. Square fire. Let's talk a little bit about, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, every year the Capricorn new moon, there's an initiation of, um, you know, what do I want to work on? Like that hard work, that getting down to business, right? That like putting in the elbow grease, you know, what is my responsibility? Where do I feel duty? You know, what is real and what has import? interesting with the square to Jupiter because I feel like, you know, we at once, it's it's actually kind of good, I think, because it's like, there'll be, you know, Capricorn left to its own devices can be a bit sobering, mm-hmm. right? But that Jupiter and Aries squaring it may have it be like, okay, like, okay, you're going to be dutiful like this, you're going to do some more, but what else can you do with that? Like it may help us to give a bigger picture, a bigger context to what we're actually setting our minds to. So perhaps that's what sort of the um, the luster of it is. Yeah. And interesting, I mean, to your point with it, that's the same day that Chiron goes direct, you know, something about, and it's Chiron direct in Aries, something about like seeing even more like, you know, what we want to heal or the fact that we have healing potential for ourselves and for others 
maybe also healing the, the you know the the Aries wounds of like who am I to get what I want or like who am I to fight for what I want or like oh no no don't pick me for your team because I may not be you know have that power and that strength and moving through that and getting over that and how that could actually be something that then you can like take that gift and use that and invest that in what you want to build in your life. Well, you know, it's interesting, Stephanie. I think that's right. And as you're talking about, I'm like, well, this is also for many people right smack in the middle of the holidays, which is, (laughs) that is such a heightened time as well. And so, you know, that family wounding might come up, you know, we've got Capricorn, which is like the patriarchy and kind of, you know, Capricorn's tradition. And so, for that, it's like, it'll be interesting to see maybe those family structures, maybe those traditional structures, maybe me, does my family really understand me, which is so Aries, that could really bubble to the surface a bit. So hang on to your turkeys and (laughs) all of that. But again, as we're talking about the squares this month, this could be an opportunity for healing and growth, right? So again, embrace perhaps that conflict or that wound that may kind of come up and um, who knows what could happen. Who knows what could happen. And I love, you know, you saying that has me also think too, right? Like, it's Capricorn, right? Square Jupiter and Aries. It's Chiron stationing direct in Aries and thinking about Capricorn, the old, the mm. Senex, the wise one, the mature, Aries, right? The beginning, the initiation, the youth. Like that might be another theme is that like, you know, youth and why? And and mm. the Senex, the older, the mature ones in the family, let's say we're talking about the holidays seemingly on the surface at odds with the young ones. But again, how can then, and you asked before about like an example, like maybe this is a good example, right? Of like how then if this comes up around your holiday times, can instead of the youth and the older ones, like feel like they're like this, you know, the kids table and the adults table, right? Like maybe you actually do a mix and match, right? Where one can really learn from the other and to actually have them on the same team, as opposed to it feeling like they are working and orienting from different angles. You know, you just saying that I feel so much better. I just, I, because that's a really beautiful image, you know, of the young and the old and the possibility of coming together and learning from each other and celebrating each other's traditions. Because, you know, these young kids today, they do have different kinds of traditions and to be able to learn from one another. I just, I think you completely reframed that, Stephanie. And I, I think that's I love it. So well done. Well done, Stephanie. I love that. So just think in regards to that, about kind of that coming together, you know, for, for that. So that's December 23rd. Like we said, kind of right smack in the middle of the holiday. We have one other thing to wrap up the month. I know it just feels like, my gosh, what else could be happening? Well, we do have a Mercury retrograde, uh, uh, when does that start, Stephanie? On the 29th. So we've got a Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. It's going to go through January 18th. So I don't know. what Any, any Mercury retrograde in Capricorn words of wisdom? 
Yeah, you know, again, like rewrite, re-edit, re-strategize, go back through communication, you know, perhaps in more Capricornian subjects, right? I mean, I could think it could be a good time to like look over business planning or financial planning or your will or things like that. Those are really good like Capricorn things like or your family's chore chart, right? Like the like <laughs> responsibilities. And again, around the 29th with Mercury stationing to go retrograde, like there may be lots of news and lots of information, you know, or lots of, you know, transference of data. So just you go slow, you go slowly through your inbox. There's no rush because you don't necessarily want to make that like Mercury retrograde, like reply all mistake. <laughs> did I just snort? On the did, reply but that's cute. I think I did. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing is, so it'll be retrograde for the, for New Year's. And okay. I think that's just a perfect excuse to like feel like you know what I'm just going to chill out and I'm not going to like <laughs> I'm not going to make any resolutions and I'll just wait till after the retrograde before I I get going on anything which could actually, actually be smart. a beautiful thing Actually, that's really nice, right? It kind of gives you, because we talk a lot about the retrograde, like using the power of the pause and also to take those like first couple of weeks in January and like go back over and see like really thoughtfully, like what is it that I want to set out to do, to achieve, to experience this year and not like be rushed, like come January 1st, be like, this is it. This is what I want. This is what I committed to. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. It is time for Megan is Shuffling because we couldn't decide on a tarot card. So once again, we're going to do this at random. And Stephanie, I'm shuffling here. Stephanie is going to tell me when to stop and she's going to pick the tarot card for December. I feel like temperance is like the honorary, te- like the, yeah, the totally, sister yes. or the like, you know, the co-star or the supporting <laughs> Actor, actress, yes, to tarot card, but the like the main star one is go stop, stop, okay. go, stop, go, stop, stop, go, go, stop. Dun 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 dun. dun. Oh, I cannot wait. Okay, so the card for December is the Seven of Pentacles, and I actually think this works quite well. Um, Of course, it's a minor arcana card, and um, Pentacles have to do with the realm of Earth and uh, the physicality. It's the material realm. And sevens are, you know, actually seven is a Neptune number. Did you know that? And so when you're dealing in numerology with that seven, that seven vibration, it can feel kind of Neptunian, like what's happening? What's real? What are my expectations? A feeling of kind of like things being in a process, but they haven't happened yet. And so this is oftentimes a card where people feel like they're waiting. So they're waiting, like, when is this going to happen? Or they have expectations, especially in regards to money or finances or anything around the physical realm of like having that desire that we talked about, you know, with, with the Mars energy of like, I want it now and I'm ready for this to happen. Why is it happening? And so with this card, it's very much about planting seeds and nurturing seeds and not being in a rush and letting things evolve and grow on their own. And by giving things time, by nurturing and having that patience with them, then they're going to bloom. It's just 
just not going to happen according to your timeline. So with that energy and with that archetype this month, I would say this is a wonderful time to watch your expectations. And so if you're feeling like I need this, I want that, and this needs to happen, well, forget about it because it's, it's, it's not going to work that way. But there's a real beauty in this card, in the nurturing what you've planned and nurturing what you have, developing, evolving. It's all that energy. And then you will get a payoff later. It's just not going to happen maybe as you want it. So oftentimes with this card, I always say divine right timing. Just really trust divine right timing. So tarot card for the month is the seven of pentacles. And it's actually, I have to say in the Couture it's a very pretty card. So it's, it's kind of fun all, to look all at. All the cards in the, the Couture oh, Tarot are beautiful. Thanks, Steph. What do you think <laughs> about that? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting too, because I mean, I love this notion of like that trust and that right timing. I like that it's related to Neptune with the seven, but I also love that it's pentacles, which sort of takes us into the end of the month with all of that Capricorn yeah. and that Mercury retrograding Capricorn. So it feels really rooted there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Divine right timing. Oh, well, so that's December. Happy well, End of 2022. Oh, I wish I had a little, I wish I had a, a, a noisemaker. But before we wrap up, Stephanie, we have to, we have to share because we, you know, we, first of all, we love hearing from you and thank you for listening. And Stephanie and I are planning a so divine event in January. It's going to be for our Seattle friends and it's going to be all about the energies and the astrology for 2023. So if you want to know more about that, we're still working out some details. It's going to be on 1-11-23. Be sure and sign up for the So Divine newsletter at sodivine.us. And also Stephanie has a newsletter where she'll be making announcements. I have a newsletter. So go to our websites and sign up there, but it's going to be a really really fun event. I'm so excited. We're going to do it at the Cloud Room in Capitol yes. Hill, which is such a beautiful space. So. It's such a beautiful space. And you, you, Stephanie, have some exciting news as well. Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, one, my next book um, is coming out in, uh, actually, it was going to come out in January, but it was like a Christmas Hanukkah surprise, but it's coming out mid-December and it's called the In Focus Astrology Workbook. So it's an amazing way to like learn, either learn more, learn astrology, whether you're a beginner or even if you're more advanced. It's a really cool book because it has a lot of concepts, but then like you embody the learnings by doing journaling prompts and creative exercises. So yeah, like if you wanted to learn about how to work with squares, squares that, exactly. that would be something <laughs> that's in your workbook, right? Yes, exactly. That plus, exactly. So that's really exciting. And then I'll share more information about this later, but I'm also doing, beginning a new program in January, a monthly full moon gathering with my colleague, Ashley Dahl, who's a meditation teacher. So we're going to be combining full moon insights with Dharma teachings and meditation practice. So I'm excited about that. And of course, like if you know anyone who you think you know, having a session with me would be make a perfect holiday gift. I do offer gift certificates as well. In, indeed you do. Yes. Yes. And and so do I. Yes. yes those holidays. 
holiday gifts. So at, both at our website, stephaniegaling.com and meganskinner.com. And I was going to say, but you also have a very cool offering. I do have a cool offering and I'm so excited about it. So this year I'm doing your tarot card for 2023 and I'm offering this service. And what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to tap into your energy in meditation and I will select a tarot card for you. And then I will share what that card means, what the key words are, what the themes are for you this year. And then I'm also going to include the artwork from the Couture Tarot of the card that you can print off, or you can use it as a wallpaper for your phone as just a reminder of the year ahead. And the Tarot is a wonderful way, those archetypes on really focusing the energy and really exploring what could be happening. So I've never done that before. So I'm really excited about it. You'll find everything you need to know on my website. So it's your tarot card for 2023. Amazing. I can't wait to get mine. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. Well, of course, we want to thank you for listening and just being part of the So Divine community. Big thanks to our producers, Nick Patreon, Sebastiano Tecchio. Big thanks to you, Megan. Another year of So Divine. Yay, my gosh. And so happy new year. Happy 2022. Happy 2023. Happy 2023, everyone. We'll see you next month. Bye.